0: Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me this week, as always, Corey Star. Hello, hello. And a very rare, we haven't done a, a third guest in a while, but we have a third guest, and it is a uh, regular to the Burke Reviews Movie Cast shows, Michael Sanchez. How's it going, Mike?
1: All right. I'm either here to chew bubble gum or. <laughs> I can't finish the rest because I don't know what the rating is on this podcast.
0: We, we, we don't curse often, but it does happen from time to time. And even yeah. I, I, who usually don't, uh, have slipped up a few times on Movie Club. But I have to say, um, this month, uh, if you're new to Movie Club podcasts, Corey and I um, started this three years ago to try to thin our gap list the films that we haven't seen by making ourselves watch <laughs> at least one every week um, that we had not seen beforehand. And uh, last year we started and... doing monthly themes... Um, and our themes are, uh, they, they're they always just to kind of help guide our selection. And this month, we're doing A River Runs Through Us, uh, parentheses, now streaming. These are movies that are currently streaming on the services that we subscribe to. Um, basically, though, this turned out to be Amazon Prime Month, as everything we picked is, from, is on Amazon Prime, um, including this week's movie, Roadhouse, which is why Mike is here. And it was really funny because I was in the middle of Roadhouse yesterday, and Mike messaged me. Hey, Roadhouse is on Amazon Prime and I'm like, okay, that's really weird cuz I'm like literally watching it right now. Um and you didn't know that when you messaged and, me, right?
1: Uh no, I didn't. I mean, there's no way for me to know other than the matrix. Um, However, that's not
0: true. Letterbox.com, I post immediately when I watch something. So <laughs>
1: Oh, no. See, I, I use that, but I don't I don't stalk people that way. I mean, um no, it's just and to be truthful, I'm not sitting around hunting down the breadth of Patrick Swayze's works. <laughs> um, and I went to finish that, watching it because I got to, I forget what part. I think right just after he starts cleaning up the double deuce, but I don't want to get too far ahead. And my wife looked at me and her protestation on this. She's like, no, no, I, it was weird. She's like, too, that, that's got too much of the boom, boom. I'm like, what are you talking about you know this is roadhouse i mean she's not wrong yeah it's just I, I my daughter did get to cash in on some of the infamous scenes i don't know there's so many ways you can go with this
0: yeah well we're gonna be getting to our review of roadhouse in a little bit um we decided to bring mike on one because i feel like you you had, had this on a top list or something we talked about it on top five And Corey and I both said we hadn't seen it, and we made it a priority to watch it, um, this year, and Corey picked it for this month's theme, because it was streaming on Prime, and, uh, it was one... I had definitely seen clips from it, I've never sat and watched it, um, this was my first viewing, and we will be getting into an extensive review, initially spoiler-free, and then with tons and tons of spoilers, uh, in a little bit, but first... Uh, Corey and I, are real quick, gonna talk about some things we've been watching since uh, the last time we recorded. Uh, Corey, are you ready to go first? Yeah. All right. What do um, you uh, want to mention?
2: So shout out to Shutter. Um, they reminded me that the first uh, um, story and creep show is about Father's Day, so mm-hmm. I watched that this weekend. <laughs> 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 I hate Father's Day. Sorry, guys. I know your dads, but oh. um so that made me happy. Um, and then Jeez. i rewatched the collar um and i asked you to buy it recently because it was on sale i, I just this. love that movie so much and it's creepy well
0: i haven't seen either one of those um but that's uh that's interesting um we're both well no the one i bought uh, i was gonna say we're both on shutter but um is that it
2: yeah. Oh, well, I finished Six Feet Under also. Okay. Again, I was wondering if, was, if
0: we hadn't heard an update. um So that's I done ugly now, huh?
2: Right before we recorded our other podcast. Yeah. That's it. And Creepshow is not on Shutter. Okay. I had to pull oh. my DVD out.
0: Hmm. That's they a They do have
2: Creepshow too, I think. But I think they are correct. releasing the show soon.
0: Yeah, and somebody good is attached to this show. I can't remember who it is, but I remember seeing a, a name. lot of.
2: Yeah, they released a list of um, people that are going to be in it today. I can't remember who all, but interesting.
0: Well, since our last recording, um, I've seen uh, four new movies. I saw Shaft, Late Night, um, Toy Story 4 a second time, and Child's Play. Um, but I'm not going to spend my time with those. I'm going to go with the two older films that I watched. Um, I finally watched... After all this time, Heat, Michael Mann's Heat, Um, it's been on my gap list forever. Uh, The podcast that I keep talking about, Blank Check, is currently doing a Michael Mann uh, miniseries where they're watching the movies of Michael Mann. Um, So I've watched uh, Manhunter and uh, Thief. I skipped uh, the Keep, Mike, uh, based kind of on your recommendation Um, and also their (laughs) recommendation. I did listen to the episode and I was like, oh, I don't think I missed anything. Um, But I finally watched Heat. Uh, And I just ordered today on Amazon a two-pack of, um, it's a Blu-ray two-pack with uh, The Insider and then uh, Miami Vice because those are two Michael Mann movies that I've not seen that I'm going to watch. Actually, I had not seen any Michael Mann movies before with the exception of Collateral, I think, uh, was the only one I'd seen. Um, So I'm working my way through his filmography with the Blank Check guys. Uh, Heat is amazing and uh, I was, I'm very, like, I knew I was going to like it and I don't know why I'd put it off for so long. Um, but I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, and then I watched, uh, one of the few Spielberg films I'd never seen this week, uh, because I'm also listening to their, I think it's like a two-year-old miniseries where they did the DreamWorks era of Spielberg. Um, so from Lost World until Current, basically. And, uh, I never saw AI Artificial Intelligence until this week, um, which worked out because Ch- Child's Play definitely pulls a lot from AI, in my opinion, it could be a coincidence that maybe because I just saw AI, I'm pulling a lot of similar themes. Um, but I was reminded very much of AI from Child's Play. Uh, H- Haley Joel Osment is so creepy in AI. Um, great performance, but God, it's unsettling. Uh, have you seen it, either one of you?
1: Have yes, yes. It's, it's,
0: you, it's there's there's a part creepy where it,
1: all around.
0: It is, but the part where they're like as early in the movie, they're at dinner and the mom i think gets like spaghetti on her face or something and he just starts laughing and it's like way too much like it's you know like because he's a robot trying to laugh and it's like he's super loud and it man it i was creeped out um but it's a very important movie uh spielberg oeuvre partly because it was a supposed to be a kubrick film and spielberg went through with it after kubrick died um to kind of like honor the man and so um some people have argued you see uh, parts of Kubrick in the film. Others have said, no, no, it's clearly a Spielberg film or this film is bastardized because Spielberg did it, blah, blah, blah. There's all sorts of opinions on it. Um, I'm not sure where I fall yet, but it's definitely an interesting one. Um, I don't know how soon I would want to rewatch it, um, but it was it was really – a Go ahead.
1: It's a tough watch. It's a tough watch. Yes, it it's is. It's not an easy watch. Um,
0: and I had to watch it. Unfortunately, I had to watch it. I was at a yearbook workshop, so I kind of watched it uh, in pieces. Like, I watched about an hour and a half of it, and I, f- I had to go to sleep. And then I watched, like, the last 40 minutes um, split into two. Uh, I was watching it while I was eating breakfast, but I was, like, in the general dining area, and so people came and sat with me, and I had, like, I'm not rude, so I turned it off when people came and talked to me. Um, but. That's, that's what I've been watching. I saw, again, a lot of stuff in the theater. All of my reviews for the new films are up, I think, except for Late Night. I have not posted yet. And I have not written my review of Child's Play. But probably by the uh, middle of the a couple days after you've heard this, I will have posted those up at burkreviews.com. So you get my thoughts there on the newer films. Um, but if you haven't seen Heat, like if you're like me or an old Jim Gaffigan joke, because Jim Gaffigan was like, I'm always so late seeing movies. Um, I'll be at work and I'll be like, I just saw Heat. And they're like, Heat? I saw that eight years ago, but I want to talk about it now. Um, That's why I do this podcast, so I can talk about a movie with somebody, uh, even if the movie's from 1989. Um, That said, Mike, is there anything uh, that you've watched recently that you want to throw out there?
1: Oh, you know, I should be tracking what I have been watching, but it's all been a blur. I feel like we've been binge-watching some series and not so much films as much. Hmm. Well, no worries.
0: I put you on the spot, so it's all good. Um, All right. Now, before we start this episode, I want to make sure nobody watched the uh, sequel to Roadhouse, right? Like, everyone watched the original, not the uh, 2006 straight-to-home video, Roadhouse 2, The Last Call?
1: (laughs) No. I I, I want to, but do I really want to? But no, I watched the original. Um,
0: Okay, so... What we do, Mike, is I don't know if you've uh, you've never been on Movie Club, um, but we start uh, very spoiler-free. We just kind of give our initial impressions of the film, if we liked it or not, um, and kind of why. You can comment on some performances, just don't go into plot points, uh, and then after we all kind of say whether we liked it or not, we'll get into our spoiler warning, and then we don't go beat by beat. We don't try to break down the whole plot of the film. We just kind of um, stream of consciousness talk about what we want to talk about from the film. Um, Whether that's a performance or a specific plot point that we couldn't believe or maybe a moment that made us love the movie or made us hate the movie um, or both, uh, then that's what we do. And we just kind of exhaust the list until we have nothing left to say. Um, And sometimes Corey will text me immediately after, like last week's episode, (laughs) and say, I forgot to say these five things. And I'm like, oh, man, that stinks. It's not
2: usually five.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's normally not. That movie last week, uh, what they had, like, if you haven't seen what they had, it's got Hillary Swank and Michael Shannon, um, Blythe Danner, and uh, oh, why am I going to draw a blank on his name? Oh, man. The guy from uh, uh, Jackie Brown. I can't think of his name. Samuel L. Jackson? No, 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 no. The, the, Chris the Tucker? No. Chris Tucker's barely in Jackie Brown. Um, spoiler for <laughs> Jackie Brown. Um, but... Uh, Never mind. Um, but it, what they had, it's on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, really, really emotional movie, but an excellent, excellent film. Um, and Corey and I both really enjoyed it, and we had a lot to say about it. I'm not sure if we're going to have as much to say about Roadhouse in terms of loving it or not, but I am curious. Why don't, Mike, uh, you give you feel up to starting us off, giving us your initial thoughts on Roadhouse?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, i got to say, watching it again and again, because I had to split my viewing between yesterday and today. There's a lot I'd forgotten about it. It's one of those that's I know, again, we run into a lot of no gray area films. This is one for sure. I think my memory of it was a lot more f- fonder than the actual reality of it. Um, it is as much as I remember really, really getting into it, now it's more of a get into it to riff it. It is... And this was like a major Hollywood production and they spent a lot of money on certain aspects of this. Uh, it is almost like the Sharknado of its time but with <laughs> bouncers and no tornadoes. I mean, just the source of nature of Patrick Swayze as he, he is. and And not to discount because he is in it uh, and should have been in it more. Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah. This is the um, This is the America that, uh, as America was in the '80s, nothing screamed late '80s than this movie did.
0: I I can totally second that. Um, uh, usually, and I didn't do this, but uh, the Roadhouse is 1989. Um, the, this has m- one of my favorite plot synopsis ever. It's simply, <laughs> oh, Lord. A tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. Um, they don't include that he has a PhD in philosophy uh, for From some
1: NYU. From yeah. NYU. To... For
0: some random reason. Uh, it's directed by Rowdy Harrington. Um, screenplay by yeah, that, R. Lance Hill. Uh, that you name mentioned has
1: st- to be made up yeah rowdy harrington
0: yeah i know right uh you you mentioned swayze obviously kelly lynch sam elliott ben gazzara uh marshall rt um red west who plays red webster uh julie michaels sunshine parker who plays Emmett, um and then uh kevin Ty, who i knew in a lot of stuff this one's interesting there's the bartender named pat his name apparently is john doe which i didn't know that could be a name (laughs) like i don't know if that's how he we well, registered, well, well, well,
1: uh, well, I mean, you know, you know who he is, right? Uh, he's the uh,
0: the killer from Seven.
1: No, oh, okay. no, no, no. He actually, no, he actually went to. I don't know if he's legally named that way, but he was in the punk band X. Oh, okay. I and, felt
2: like he was going to be. And from
1: the punk band. only, yeah, the only reason I dug that up is i like because it's credited that I'm like, oh, I got to find out more about that. And X was heavily featured in the first decline of the Western civilization, with well, the the whole band. And so I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Hence John Doe.
0: Oh man, and I just realized uh, there's a famous WWE ECW wrestler, Terry Funk. I did not put together while I was watching Uh it. I was like, he looks so familiar.
1: Sore thumb.
0: Yeah, he he looks so familiar, and I could not place it. I just finally saw who it was. Um, And then. Jeff Healy uh, is the blind musician who is actually blind. I was not familiar with him, but I was so intrigued uh, at the choice to have a blind musician that I had to, like, read up. I'm like, is he really blind? And then come to find out. Like, mm-hmm. this very kind of crazy story. I could not find anything yeah. explaining why they picked him. Because he's not just the band in the background. Like,
1: he's a major character. He's a featured. I mean, he's even got his yeah. own credit feature performance by the Jeff Healy and, band.
0: And he, like, is... But he introduces... Uh, both sam elliott and patrick swayze's characters to everybody else in the bar like he's he's it's such a weird uh this movie is weird um and weird isn't the, like my most intimate connection to this film was from a ron white joke i don't know if you guys are familiar with ron white he was part of the blue collar comedy group <laughs> jeff foxworthy bill ingvall larry the cable guy and ron white Ron White I found to be very very funny for a while I don't necessarily find him funny right now but I did for a little while and he had a joke about this and the type of people who liked Roadhouse and it was essentially a a character having an orgasm while watching Patrick Swayze kick somebody and that seems like the fan base of this movie on such a large scale Um, this movie is uber masculine misogynistic I mean the treatment of women in this film is so ridiculous um yeah and i know it's 1989 and this is a movie made for men and it definitely has that like that all over it right i mean it is it is so over the top ridiculous um i i would say uh i i think patrick swayze is good in it and i i'm i i'm such a sam Elliott fan like i don't even think i realized how big of a fan until the last couple of years but i really really like sam elliot and the one thing i found really interesting about this movie is that uh last year sam elliot was in a star is born playing bradley cooper's brother um older brother obviously and uh i feel like in roadhouse he kind of looks like bradley cooper um it's one of the few times nah. he doesn't have the mustache, like, dominating, you know, because he's got, like, he's got, a, like, a scruffy beard, like, I haven't shaved in a week kind of thing going on, but he doesn't have that big mustache that I'm so familiar with in older Sam Elliott, but um, he looked a lot like Cooper with that long hair, in my opinion, and especially Cooper in uh, A Star is Born, so found that
1: kind of interesting, but... um, Well, he almost didn't want to take the role, I was, I was reading I up and stuff. Him. Uh, he, well, no. The rationale was he had been in. Uh, have you seen Mask, uh, based on a true story with Share? Share, I Aaron saw it Strolls. as a kid. Yeah, I haven't seen okay, it long time. ago. He felt it was too close to that role, and like oh. he would be redoing what he had already done. So why retread familiar territory? Interesting. Um, and I'm glad he did not. Uh, well, do you know how long the original cut for this was supposed to be? No, but God. It, it didn't feel long. It moved at a pretty quick clip. It, from what I read, was supposed to be three hours and twenty-two minutes long. Holy cow! I, I what felt kind
2: of fluff. Are they going to put in? Yeah, if it'd be I, that long? Um, I more...
1: felt
0: it dragged on a little bit. Um,
2: oh, I didn't feel like it was long at all. I when I just saw the runtime was an hour and fifty-four minutes. But I can't imagine. I adding know.
1: a whole another. Well, they had the the one character cuz there's an actress she's not a huge actress uh played Carrie Carrie Ann in this one the one that was a waitress she was in private school she was in I've seen her here and there in a couple of other roles Kathy uh w- Kath Wou- Will I Will Willette, Will Hoyt, either either or like she's been uh, she's in Pay It Forward the Edge a bunch of other oh gosh color of night i didn't realize she was in color of night she's been in a lot of different ones a lot of her uh what she had was on the cutting room floor sam elliott's stuff was on the cutting room floor there was some training things that they were supposed to include like uh, him breaking in the new cr- the crew and how he wants it to be which i think was all reduced to his his mantra of three rules you know well let's hold on before
0: because now we're starting to hit some yeah. lots of Corey, what were your initial thoughts of roadhouse
2: i had no idea what i was getting myself into (laughs) i mean i didn't hate it i um also i i guess i wasn't expecting such a man's movie because back when we worked at fye a lot of like 40 something year old women would come in and want to buy this movie and interesting yeah and one of them even was talking about the soundtrack being so good I mm. the things that I remember but anyways not what I was expecting at all it was fine but definitely not <laughs> I
0: don't know <laughs> See, I'm, I'm realizing about myself what I want from movies and there are dumb action movies or dumb comedies that I love uh, for sure but I I tend to want better storytelling or I don't know like I don't dislike this movie but I was there's some stuff in this film like I I have some lines that just epitomize how stupid it is and I can't I can't get into it like I, I I like there's so many little things and I have to say they do some good like setup and payoff stuff uh which there are some things like I felt that um the character Mike you were just talking about um uh Carrie, that it, it seems like her story gets dropped. Like, it seems early on mm-hmm. like she's going to be yeah, important, and then it's just not yeah. there.
1: Yep, and that's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, they had too much, and I love that the Doctor's character is literally credited on IMDb as Doc. Like, not even her yeah. name. She's just Doc.
1: Like, Elizabeth. You mean Elizabeth? She has a name, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten her last name, though. Well, I'm saying uh, that on Elizabeth IMDb,
0: C. they didn't bother. And it's even in Doc. the
2: movie credits, it's I think it said Doc.
0: Which would make what? sense because IMDb is supposed to be like that. But, yeah, I, again, because that's really what matters because women are defined by their, their careers. Um, Elizabeth Clay. Uh, I know. Before we get into our spoilers, yeah. um, I'm, I'm scrolling through these IMDb user reviews, and it, it is, I'm reminded of the Ron White joke because the I can hear the voice he used reading what was written here. Um on some of these, like, uh, this one is the one I think that really kills me. Um, the headline for this review is they don't make them like this anymore. (laughs) And it says, this is why I predict the American cinema and studio system will die. Nowadays. It's all boring sequels and prequels and universe uh, films. Um, and he spelled universe V I R S E. So universe, um, films where every woman is an engineer and hates herself and is ashamed of her own body And so hides it I am stopping my interest in uh, Parentheses for some reason New movies now I don't know why new is in parentheses there uh, Ro- Roadhouse was has brawny men Nice women Bad women Thin women Available women Fighting music and rowdiness And Hollywood okay. if you really really <laughs> insist There is a female physician Happy Oh my god you hear that if you if Hollywood insists that there's a female physician are you happy and she voluntarily gets on her back on the first date so that is the best of the many similar reviews on IMDb for this film which I think speaks volumes um, of the type of person who really like latches on as this is the best movie uh, and I don't I don't want to place judgment on people but I am a person who, I feel like I'm modern. I want people to all be treated equal, whether what gender they are, what race they are. And uh, Roadhouse in 1989, they were not interested in that, for sure. That's not what this movie was trying to do. But it does, I don't think it ages well as a result. And I, having never seen it, Watching it now was kind of more disgusted than anything as I was watching it. And I love, like, martial arts. Like, martial art movies were my favorite growing up. And I like movies with fighting in it now still. Like, I love John Wick. I watch John Wick any day. Like, boom, put it on. Let's watch it. I don't mind violence. And I don't mind over-the-top action violence, which the fights in this, there's some really brutal <laughs> moments in this movie. Um And I won't say I, I wasn't entertained by those, but... There's some really screwed up dialogue, and some of the characters are so over the top. Uh, I was I was not definitely not a big fan, but I think we've said all we need to say before we get into spoilers. So Corey,
2: guys, from here on out, we're going to talk about Roadhouse in great detail. You've been warned.
0: This does feel like a movie that has like a weird way to say the name, right? Like Roadhouse. Like it's
2: every time that I like went to type it into IMDb, I would make it one word.
0: Yes, me too. Uh I, I
1: also felt like it should be one word. It's like, and it house. brought up
2: other Roadhouse movies? You
1: know, I there just, is yeah, there's a nineteen forty eight one that this yeah. they're both set in a bar, that's all they have in common.
0: Uh Family Guy did a, a whole bit where Peter was yeah. yep. like doing Roadhouse. I can't remember exactly the I just know he kept saying Roadhouse. Which in the movie he would kick he never the solution
1: for everything was to kick kick stuff.
0: Ah, okay. I couldn't remember the context. I just remember like him saying "Roadhouse" a bunch, and I think somebody points out like the character never said "Roadhouse," like, and his name's not "Roadhouse." Like his name is Dalton. But um, okay. So w- with this again, we're gonna jump around. Uh, okay. I want to I want to start with a late scene. He's fighting like the worst of the uh, the main bad guys, like henchmen. Um. And it's like the fight to the death kind of thing. Like the guy just blew up uh, Sunshine's house or whatever the actual character's name is. And they're Emmett. fighting. Emmett's? E- Emmett's is house, Emmett? that's right. Yeah, I think it's Emmett.
1: Well, we're jumping into the uh, the act of domestic terrorism right away.
0: Hey, man, I said we jump wherever this we want. This is what we do. Yeah. Um,
1: it's like a domino effect.
0: Yeah, we'll jump around. But I, I have to start with this because this, okay. em- this embodies a line that I have to bring up because this is where I'm like this is so – there's two lines I want to talk about. This is the big one. Because they're in the middle of this fight, and they're uh, Swayze's character is getting his butt kicked. And the guy says, I used to F guys like you in prison. In prison!
1: <laughs> and it's like, oh, all right. Um, what? And to which he retorts, go F yourself. Yes. And to be truthful, that doesn't make sense because uh, he already said what he did in prison. So... Yeah yeah it's okay. such it's
0: such a weird line to have a character say especially in like a menacing kind of i mean it's a scary thing if a guy ever said that to me i would definitely be like oh um not gonna mess with you
2: but i wanna walk away yeah uh
0: but nonetheless well, well, wait a minute how
1: often are you running into riverside uh bare knuckle fights
0: not um, often so but I'm, I'm saying even without that context if someone said that to me i would be concerned <laughs> But then the other one that I thought was really screwed up was during the fight, um, during the last fight, the, uh, Swayze's character is in the trophy room of the the main bad guy, and um, it's this weird what, like he's what hiding... is missing to complete what you know what this trophy room needs your ass. He doesn't say you; <laughs> it's specifically your ass. And now, so my brain's just like, okay we've seen Patrick Swayze's ass in this movie and, and Kelly Lynch's we've, we've Kelly seen a Lynch lot more expected uh, we've seen several naked women in this movie. Uh, just Patrick Swayze's ass though. And yet now we've had a guy who threatened to rape him essentially. Um, I mean, ultimately, Yeah, no,
1: no, no, he didn't threaten. Him. He just I mean, said he said, I used to, used to F guys he, like might, he... he might, he might've been reformed.
0: Maybe, but now <laughs> that, that joke doesn't hold up. Now we've, we've, because for a long time, I mean, they, they still joke? make the, the prison joke. rape jokes. I think it was because of the context, because then Swayze's going to beat him up. But um, prison rape has been, like, a real tropey kind of thing in, in movies and TV shows for way too long. Yeah, don't long. drop the soap. And, yeah, like, those... Even SpongeBob has made a reference to that. Uh, Like, he's like, here's oh. two blooms and it's, like, two bars of soap, and he says, don't drop them. Like, those are like it's such a ubiquitous joke and it's like how has that become a joke and i'm not sitting here like saying like i've never made the jokes myself um but it it is something that when it was brought to my attention at how screwed up that joke is i've stopped so again in 1989 that joke was definitely okay to make and again maybe i'm misreading it as a joke a threat whatever you want to say i feel like this movie is so tongue-in-cheek though that a lot of what's being said feels really silly um And, you know, Swayze's trying to drop, like, the action star one-liners. He doesn't – I don't feel like he does a great job with the one-liners. Or maybe I'm just not convinced that Dalton is an action hero. And I am a big fan of Dirty Dancing, so maybe I couldn't separate him from that. (laughs) Like, I don't – You're, like,
2: reading that stuff, and I'm like, how can you – I haven't even seen a lot of Patrick Swayze's performances, and I know that Dirty Dancing is the best one.
1: For sure, how, right? How can well, you even want, talk that? They were that? wanting to move to some sort of different Dirty Dancing in this. Yeah. I uh,
2: when I when And I know it was made in, you know, 89, whatever. But, like, it just seemed like one, I don't know, all the women in it just reminded me of, like, the 80s, like, hairband music video oh, girls.
0: Oh, yeah. Big time.
1: Big time. Oh, jeez. Like,
2: like, ugh. Love your feathered
1: but hair. I I think one of the jokes was because you got asked about it is who used more hairspray, Kelly Lynch or Patrick Swayze? And one of his big regrets was that hair. He just uh, the late Swayze because he's no longer with us, sadly. Um, yeah, he died uh, the actually, year I was, I was at Fye when he died. Oh wow! Uh, mm-hmm. He and Ben Gazzara, who played the the Wesley, bad. The big bad, yes, Uh, both had pancreatic cancer, and I think died within a year or two of one another. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. I I, I was digging up all sorts of information about this. I'm like, ooh, let's see what we can find out. And there's there's a lot involved for this. I mean, that fight scene, that uh, ice to f guys like you in prison. uh, I thought you were tough. I thought you were whatever. There's so many different lines. Uh, That took like five days to film. Wow. And it it is what, ironically, injured Patrick Swayze enough to ha- – uh, he was supposed to be in another, you know, Rock'em Sock'em action film, but he turned it down because his knee was so blown out mm. from that. And he ended up starring in Ghost, which wouldn't have been physically demanding, as physically demanding, and that turned out pretty well I for feel him.
2: like that was a way better choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this
2: movie, isn't he? Indication. I think he was.
1: I think he was lined up to be, if not in Predator, Predator Two. Oh, oh. wow! Mm-hmm. But he couldn't do it.
0: Um, it wouldn't have been Predator because this is eighty nine. Predators before this, right? Like, so then, so in Predator Two. Then, um, you know, I I I clearly sound like I hate this movie. I actually, there were some fun things, and there's some some little things that I really liked. I liked like Dalton's professionalism, um, like. especially before because the beginning of the movie they don't just tell us everything they show us a lot like um him having the really ugly (laughs) car but then we see him getting that mercedes and just give that car away and you're like what's the deal with that and then we see him when he gets the new bar he gets a, a really crappy car he buys this really crappy car we see him throw like two spare tires in the back you're like what's he doing that for and then the very first night after he's working the double deuce the car is like – the windshield's shattered and he's his flat yep. tire. And did, you're like,
1: oh, okay. Did you notice when he was being scattered out when the new – his new soon-to-be boss, he gets out of the limo? Did you see what it was? Uh, no. It was very distinctly labeled and it made me laugh. It was airport taxi service, airport limo service. So there was just – they didn't even try to hide. It was like some weird no-name yeah. product placement. Uh-huh. And I mean – it, not, it and not only yeah, because I'm not trying to get off the cards because that it, it was very confusing, because you they highlighted the, I want to say that red Ferrari pulling in, mm-hmm. and s- sight unseen he's going in, this guy walks in, on Dalton stitching up his arm, and just offers him this job, and I'm like, this he's just gonna get up and go. It was yeah. so weird, and he does you know the classic, keep it, and that guy could he not be more to, eh, What do I look like a L.A. to you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and even like I don't fly, like you know he's yeah yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's too dangerous. I mean, but,
1: that's a legit, but that's a legitimate thing. I mean, John no. Madden, John Madden no. never flew.
0: I'm I'm saying that that's the thing. As bad as I think this movie is in a lot of ways, I'm. I think the character stuff they did with Dalton's really interesting because they do make this like very fleshed out character. the The one part that's really weak is when he's t- when he's with the doctor and he has like the file with him, which even <laughs> he has a good excuse for. But it just it's for the movie; it's not a good excuse because we just get this huge exposition dump as the doctor reads the file to us, so we get all. Did this they show backstory. you his first name
1: too.
0: Yeah, which I don't remember, but you know. Uh,
1: John, I believe. Oh, okay, it's well, John that's... Dalton.
0: How could I forget? Um, But, Corey, we've cut you off a few times. What what were you trying to say?
2: So, I was just dying laughing because I really need to read a couple things from IMDb because I feel like they really do sum up the movie. Um, First, the block keywords. Wet G-string contest. (laughs) Female (laughs) frontal nudity. Woman wearing a slit skirt. Girl in panties and cleavage. And then, taglines. Dalton lives like a loner. Bites like a professional loves so, like there's no tomorrow <laughs> like it just <laughs> i just can't yeah I, like what is this um i was also going to say that i do still like him as a character because we see how like that philosophy he like actually does live that life like he doesn't take anything personally. He teaches the people around him not to take things personally. He laughs every time his car gets trashed, and it's like, "Haha, mm-hmm. ha, ha, jokes on you. This is a pos car for this, you know, purpose." Um, and he doesn't like ever get. He doesn't really lose his temper or get caught up in the moment.
0: Yeah. Ever. Not until it does become personal. Like
2: that's the thing. Yeah. Like
0: as. This movie does do a decent job, like, building his character, and you see the arc, um, and him getting attached to this town, and, like, even the double deuce, like, he's, you see it, and you kind of, I, I believe it, like, I, it's, that's the thing, it's not like it's, it's over the top, the character's real melodramatic, um, it's I weird like most when Sam Elliott shows are. up. What
2: happened? I feel like most action movies are. They are, like, for sure. Especially, like, around this time period i guess
0: sometimes they click for me better than others and this one it doesn't really work for me maybe it's it's like the type of place that it is too like it's just this you know and oh the guy like him being like this savior complex where like i've saved this town and everyone owes me um it's like who's gonna save it from you yeah you're such a mobster you piece of crap but um again and they even—I the, mentioned like them building his backstory. They mentioned that he he killed a guy one time, and they never really like get into like what happened. But then we see him actually rip out a dude's throat at one point. <laughs> Wait,
1: how so, many hey, times you hey, hey, get hey, away hey, with no, this no, being self-defense? Gonna, you got to provide some context. And <laughs> where is law enforcement throughout this whole thing, except except for the end? Uh, you got to give some context to that because this is the same guy that pretty much threatened him with rape.
0: Yeah, and killed, presumably killed Sam Elliott, um, which...
1: Uh, actually, it was the other guy.
0: Yeah, because the other uh, guy puts the knife in, in the holster, but...
1: yeah, uh, it was that guy, and that's the same guy, I believe, that had the but... knife
0: boot. Oh. let's oh, say. Maybe. Um, that, that, that seems pretty great. And I, I, I actually like the, like, the other bouncers at the Double Deuce, and like, how they, uh, they kind of come around to Swayze and back him up. Um, you know, because at first, like, how he <laughs> fires people. But, um, well,
1: I mean, all right, so he fires he fires the drug dealer. He fires John Doe for skimming. He fires uh homeboy that's in the, I don't know what that was. In the, yeah. In the back we, I was on my break. Uh, I forget what he says. He did have a little retort to him. He says, that, st- we'll stay on it break. That's how to stay on it. And did you catch her? Her reaction. She had a little reaction. She's like, oh, oh. Mm. So, it, it, he he's getting rid of the people. The guy, the, the the owners, the bar owners, management style is really
2: not there. Well, he's kind of a coward, yeah.
0: right? Like, I mean, he's he doesn't want the bar to be the way it is, but was unwilling to do it himself. So he recruits the. So best. he needed
1: a middle manager.
0: Yeah, the the best around that somehow people know about. And, oh,
1: settle down there, Joey Esposito.
0: <laughs> I mean that that's what's said, and then Sam Elliott obviously was better at one point, but I guess now Swayze's the best. Although Elliott's working at like what I guess a strip club, like or at least there was a major quote unquote. It was a wet t-shirt contest that was crossed out to G-string contest which meant that none of the women had tops on so they were just walking around in their G-strings um,
1: hey, and at least at least they're kind enough to let the patrons know do not eat the big mint in the urinal yes
0: <laughs> that was clearly a problem that was plaguing society uh, I, in 1989
1: <laughs> how do they know it has a minty flavor uh,
0: mm. you can only tell by tasting it right I I believe now we would call that the forbidden mint, right? Like, that would be the internet terminology for it.
1: Um, And, and, ooh, this is how Altoids was created. Doesn't that look about the same size as... Oh, God.
0: It's the... The case. Bathroom urinal uh, Altoid, uh, you know.
1: (laughs) You open the case, it's just one big one. Um, That's... uh,
0: if you take out
1: like a lot of the relationships with
0: the women, honestly, if there was gonna be one, I would have preferred to see what happens with
1: Carrie because Carrie seemed tough. Carrie was like, you oh, know, she's, she's like Doc. She's great. That they should have done more with her, and you can tell that they, like you said, they alluded that that's the
2: where that power went.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and and but like the relationship with Doc feels like ubiquitous for the movie. Like, yes, of course, he has to have a female interest. She's the the pretty blonde, and then there's the whole like possessive element from the uh, the bad guy that he wanted her but couldn't have her kind of thing. Um,
1: well, I mean the one scene, and again I'd forgotten of it when you know he decides Wade and he decides they're leaving town. He goes in and treats Elizabeth in much the same way, and that's very that was really bothersome where she's being treated as property and it was like he's grabbing her and she's like, no, I'm not leaving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Agreed. And that's, that's where this movie really loses me is, is the way the women characters are portrayed. Um, Oh yeah. And that's like what really bugs me about what some of those reviews that I was reading is that it seems like the men that are writing them are like, this is how women should be portrayed. This is how all we want in a movie is a woman to be a, an object. We don't want them to have any thoughts or comments. Um, and that... So
2: they make movies for that if you want to call them movies. I but mean... I,
1: but I,
0: don't, well, I, I hope not as much anymore. They still uh, kind of do, but...
1: Ironically enough, I was watching the original Total Recall um, this afternoon, and Abby was, was with me for part of that. It was just before they turned on the reactor, and that is very much mirrored with uh, melina's character they, they literally will look at them and they're like we're, they don't say reprogram we're gonna fix you to be a certain way and speak you know speak when spoken to or don't speak at all etc cetera, etc cetera. it's really i'm like whoa wait a minute uh, so you know i mean we i'm not saying things are perfect but i that stuff went way over my head i was like wow that's craziness looking at it now
0: yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if I if I saw this in '89, I probably would have not, you know, thought about it at all. And I, I hate that, you know. But I I am a realist. I one I would have only been seven, um. So my brain and misogyny was probably not gonna process any It would have just been like, yeah, kick somebody, and then I'd be like, yeah, boobs, you know, because I'm seven. What the heck do I know, you know? But uh, yeah, thirty six. I'm looking at this movie with very much adult eyes. I'm a father of a daughter. Um, I'm a teacher of many people, uh, but you know of all genders and races, and and so I I do feel like I am very much a, a, I'm about everybody being treated the right way, and you can't look at this movie and be like, oh yeah, women are treated fine here. I mean, he makes his girlfriend the bad guy, essentially makes his girlfriend one. We see that she is beaten severely at one point, mm-hmm. um, but then he makes her get up on stage and basically do a striptease to a whole rowdy bar. You know, and that was, and she seems okay with it, but we also no, know. That, was,
1: that wasn't the only time. She was on the table a little bit earlier. That's true. She was dancing right. on the table,
0: but she wasn't, like, naked yet, although odds no, are that's no, where that was, was
1: going. Yes, that's where it was headed. But, um,
0: and, Poor, like keith david which we haven't mentioned he shows up but he barely gets to do anything he's just like yeah. he's the one black guy i think in the movie he's the bartender and he like and and he uh, get like again, a thorough introduction hardly use him no not yeah. at all right he's just there maybe that was the other hour he was actually like a really vital uh, part yeah, i think
1: that was another part that was I kind of mean, because how could you get keith david and not use him the guy yeah. is, is great
0: it's 89 so he's already been in like the thing like this isn't like oh it's the introduction of keith david he's done stuff Yet, he's just, like, relegated to this background position at this redneck bar. Like, this movie's definitely problematic, I guess, especially in a modern mind. It's still, though, it doesn't, like, suffer from... Like, the writing's ridiculous, don't get me wrong, but there is, like, character stuff and things like that that are sometimes left out in modern action movies, where you just go in in full action, you don't worry about making a character who's interesting. Again... I don't think Dalton's a believable character, and I I really want to know why they felt they needed to give him a PhD in philosophy because I don't you know Corey did he, he did make <laughs> a, you know he did say he lives by his his like philosophies but you don't need it's a code. PhD in life to have a code right like you don't
2: <laughs> I feel like maybe he did.
0: You apparently, yeah. I <laughs> don't really
2: know, and I almost
0: wonder if it's like a commentary on like education systems. Like, yeah, this guy has a degree. Look what he does for. But a But he's living.
2: making
1: more. <laughs> yeah. Doing this. Um. Yeah, but a but a, a philosophy, uh, degree. Yeah, it's not much like can do it that. From NYU, from NYU, man. You could be a professor, teacher, write mm-hmm. a book. He, he was. The kind was that a keeps a, his calls. He was a professor of bouncing
0: and ass kicking. Um. And, and apparently, and
1: throat, throat ripping you know, one hundred and one, throat <laughs> ripping Audi. Intro to
2: ask. He doesn't.
0: I. I do need a movie where. Uh, I wish it's too late <laughs> now because he's he's passed. But I do wish we had a movie where he was like mentoring other. You know, like Brody's, <laughs> the art of throat ripping. Like, because it would have been, like, pretty compelling. Um. Yeah. It, it, it's you know it, it's not a movie i think people need to watch if you haven't seen it already um but i can see why people would enjoy this it is definitely like a dumb fun uh throw it on you know they used to show this on tbs like all the time too and i, I can't imagine how chopped up it has to be like because it's pretty when it's violent it's violent like there's a lot of you know late limbs being broken and um, the first time there's a you, you, fight at the double deuce and he slams the guy's head into the table it's uh, brutal like he slams wanna, that dude's head into the table I want
1: to get back to the table part but um you're the I'm sure amount of times that it was broadcast uh you'll like this little bit of trivia Bill Murray Bill Murray whenever that stuff would come on or the love making scene with Kelly Lynch uh-huh. he had this <laughs> Huh I love Otis
2: Redding, and I was so excited that Otis Redding was there, and then we got that awkward sex scene.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Whenever that that scene comes on, Bill Murray had the habit of calling Kelly Lynch's husband just to rub it in <laughs> and just to torment him. I'm that's like, so could up. you imagine? I'm like, oh, God, it's Bill again. He must be watching Kelly naked again.
0: <laughs> that's such um, a Bill Murray and- thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you guys would like that. But um, How dead. much are they spending on tables? Because every single table, actually almost every single table was broken in the one brawl, and then miraculously, somehow one manages to survive so that someone can dance on it.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. he came into a little bit of money, and he's just trying to spruce the place up, so...
0: But yeah, <laughs> the, the number of tables that that bar breaks, and I I, I don't feel like Patrick swayze practiced what he, what he preached um the very first time because it's like take it outside he slams that dude's head into the table way before he takes if, it outside if
1: oh, oh well there's an addendum to that whenever possible yeah. don't start anything in the club whenever possible so I guess wrong. in that case I, in that case he had to slam that head into that table
0: maybe but it, to- it did feel like that's that was not necessary <laughs> but or that he at least didn't try another tactic i guess like he jumped
1: but i mean it, it defeats the situation right it ended it, it did
0: and he did have a smile on his face when it happened
1: so he was still being <laughs> Be nice
0: yeah Be he nice. was being very nice um yeah the rules and what was the rules are kind of bad because there were three rules right it was uh um, um never underestimate
1: it's... your opponent
0: expect the unexpected which i'm like expect that's the unexpected Technically, okay, sure. two different rules, but fine. If you want to lump that into one, that's
1: fine. Sure. Um, um, be uh, nice. Always never, never start anything in the club. Yep. If possible. And then be Take nice. Take it outside and be nice. So, like, what if he calls my mother a whore? Yeah. I love that response. Is she a
0: <laughs> 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 He's so stupefied by that, too. The guy <laughs> looks like. Well, damn.
1: He must know my mama.
0: <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's oh, I almost made it.
2: High class cinema,
1: guys. Yeah, oh, sorry, I I did feel like I needed to put my monocle and a uh, Monopoly Man mustache on.
0: Oh, I watched this drinking uh, tea with my pinky out, um, high <laughs> in the air. Uh, you know. <laughs> like was, you just don't care. Like I just don't care. I was waving it around, uh, in uh, fancily, not not enthusiastically, but fancifully. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. Again, I feel like I initially came off like I hated this. I didn't hate it. There were parts where I found it very hard to get through. Um, some of it was really cheesy. Even the him finally like training sequence was kind of stupid because it's like I feel like that's not the guy we've been watching. Like I know he has to work out. But I don't know if we Wait, need to are see you it. talking
1: about that? Cuz I when he was doing the tai chi, I'm like how does that build all those I, muscles? <laughs> well, sorry. how does that lead into cuz it is a mixture i know the trainer was like a multiple mm. black belt holder his name is escaping me but he had enough confidence in swayze to say you could to tell him you could be a professional kickbox kickboxing champion i'm like in tai chi yeah you oh. know i just i was talking about Can the he... uh the the wooden like
0: punch dummy he had oh. and then he climbs the and rope then and he's then like he's like climbing up bag. the
1: rope yeah, yeah which well, i hate the climbing up the rope <laughs> To he get climbed away. up, and then Sam Elliott does. He's like looking around. Oh, there's a ladder, and then because I'm looking at it, and that vantage point looked like they were still on ground level. So I'm like, what kind of overlook hotel madness is this? Because it seemed like they didn't go up anywhere. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Because the angle just looked like. Mm-hmm. It, it it was just an angle thing, but it just looked wrong. Yeah. Can... Yeah.
2: We talk about the running joke that wow i thought you'd be much bigger
1: yeah
0: throughout the whole
1: freaking <laughs> the film
2: whole movie.
0: <laughs> like yeah even,
1: even jeff healy gets in on that doesn't he
0: he does i think he says something and he can't see him um
1: i know he's been blind since he was 18 months old what oh he you know what he must be daredevil undercover
0: ah yeah what... Mid,
1: midwest daredevil
0: how how tall was Swayze, I wonder. Like cuz he was kind of a shorter guy, right? Like
2: that was I feel like he was probably like 58. I don't really know though.
0: No, right, how tall short. do you
1: think? How tall do you think? Um, um will take um, bets um, before I look it up. 56. Five, 5'6". Five, 6. I want to say 59. 59. Uh, Let's see. No. What do you pull What would you pull? Oh, up? My... I found
2: 511. Google
1: Power says 510. 510 is 10. The yeah. So, let's say five, ten and a half hours closest, I win.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so he's not even a small guy. I mean, he's not like a big like, compared to the action stars of the 80s, he's not Stallone, he's not Schwarzenegger. He's bigger than Bruce Willis, I think, though, like, as far as like, at least maybe Bill, because I, I don't think of Bruce Willis ever as I always think of him like as a schlubby action hero, right? Like, you know, like, Bruce Every, every yeah. man. In like the that, beginning, in the beginning, I mean, he's even much more ripped. Die Hard, though, you don't like see it as much. You know what I mean? Like he's got no, no. He
1: was, he was, he was still the donut eating. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, that's great, but you know what I mean. He was like a stereotype. He was like an Everyman. For yeah. Sure. Which like is like one of the reasons said, I think I've always um, liked
0: Willis more than the other '80s action stars. But
1: I bet you, if I had to bet, <laughs> they were probably watching Escape from New York. And, like, oh man, that's a great line. We should use that and app- appropriate, you know, because everybody, every time anyone saw Snake, it was like, oh, I thought you'd be taller. Because he's a pretty, you know, de- yeah. he's a pretty petite guy. He's not very tall. Kirk yeah, Russell.
0: That might be what it is. Um, maybe a reference back to that. Um, I think that's all I've got. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to bring up? I mean, the one guy who doesn't die in the bad guy's crew was uh, blinded by a polar bear. Oh, wait. I do want to talk no. about one more thing. How all those guys show up with shotguns and kill the bad guy. Like,
1: how did <laughs> I, I almost forget? Here. Yeah. Well, no, I love that. <laughs> Nappy and I were sitting here watching this. All right, because he's going for the throat. He's got this finger. He's got Tiger Claw. Form of Tiger Claw. And he's ready to go. And I don't know if he ESP sensed. I must have glanced away. I didn't know if... Dr. Clay was there, and he knew if she was there, he's like, ooh, I better not rip out another throat. She'd definitely break up with me now. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, the shotgun crew, and do you know, do you know that Emmett, not Emmett, not Emmett, not Emmett. Not Emmett it's Red. 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 That he was part of Elvis's uh, Memphis Mafia? Oh. No. No. I think it was Red. If not, it was Emmett. One of the one of the crew was part of the Memphis Mafia, and I was like, whoa, crazy. But the thing that I found hilarious, and you, this is me, you're welcome to my thought process, was as soon as it was all over, and Homeboy was like a Tony Montana. Because Montana. remember, you know, he was taking shots left and right and, and, and Scarface and not going down until he got the big double barrel in the back. And that's what wesley was doing he's like he would not give up he was getting shredded and then finally he went down after how many of them had shotguns
0: three there's three different five. guys no no it's three just guys. guys it's uh okay, it's it red like much more red the bar red owner Emmett, and um
1: four dealer guy
0: i don't think it's Emmett because i think Emmett's dead i think Emmett was killed in the in the fight. no,
1: Did Emmett no make he it? wasn't killed he yeah made he it. made it he carried him out Okay. Well, uh, crazy part of it—the the, the whole point of me of saying that because it felt like a whole lot of them. One of them was already—they had this planned out. So this is premeditated murder. Yes. Um, they're like, okay. Uh, they go. The one guy is the one that's like, all right, give me all your rifles. He didn't even say it, it's unspoken. He has his hands out. He's forklifting all these shotguns that they used to murder Wesley, and poof, he magically magically makes them disappear. Yeah, oh, I yeah. thought that was like craziness. Just gone. And then I don't remember the guy's name that got attacked by the polar bear, uh, the stuffed polar bear. But then he does the same thing and he flings his gun. He's not at all, so- yeah, subtle about it. Well,
0: okay. So while while you were talking, I decided to look at the uh, the critic reviews that are on IMDb. Um, it has a 36 Metascore, but uh, Robert Roger Ebert, excuse me, Roger Ebert. Uh, it, obviously, this is an old review. Um, gave it two and a half out of his four star rating he does the four stars which is aggravating in a way but um, I wanted to, he he doesn't dislike or love it but he says Roadhouse is the kind of movie that leaves reality so far behind that you have to accept it on its own terms and I think that sums up the movie pretty well You have to basically accept this is not trying to be real this is just like what if? this bar was the be-all, end-all of society, like, and, uh, there's nothing greater than this bar, and it's, it's all about the humanity, um, of this town, and I want to, I'm gonna end up reading this whole review, because I'm so intrigued to see what Roger Eber had to say about this movie, but, um, he says, though, like, if you, with the right state of mind, it's, it's not boring, and, uh, yeah, I, it's, I can kind of agree with that. I do feel like some of it is a little extended, For my taste, I feel like he could cut through some things. I can't imagine the three-hour version of this movie being good, but,
1: you know, Uh, maybe. i got to be honest. Roger Ebert, don't let him fool you. This is the same guy that wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Given enough time, I could see him writing something like Roadhouse.
0: Yep, yep. Maybe, maybe.
1: I Um, mean, uh, no offense to him. I just given his prior writing film writing uh, examples I could totally see him doing this
0: maybe all right well um, before we wrap up we we try to give our reviews uh, r- the ratings that we use um, for me I I'm gonna go not a total waste of time um, I don't feel like I can give it a decent watch it's not enough of a There's too many things that I don't like about it for me to go that route. However, I can totally see why somebody might even think this is a really great movie because it's got what they're looking for in a film. Mine, it's lacking a lot for me uh, to give it that kind of a rating because I don't even think the action sequences are great. They're not bad, but I don't think they're great stage fights. Um, they They do some things right that a lot of Hollywood movies don't do right with the fighting, but I feel like overall it's mediocre. Um... At best and uh so not not a total waste of time is my rating uh Corey, do you know where it falls for you
2: yeah it falls between a decent watch and not a total waste of time <laughs> um i'll go ahead with i guess a decent watch all right i yeah
0: and mike i know this is again throwing you on the fly um the ratings are must see not quite golden it's basically like a four star decent watch is three star um, not a total waste of time. Is two star and avoid like the plague is a one star. I don't feel like you're going that low though. Uh, where do you? No, say? I
1: wouldn't go that low. Uh, so going going by my letterbox rating because I double check myself. I went two and a half, which is puts it right between right where we not are. a total waste of time. Um, because it isn't a waste of time, but you're not. You got to go with the proper mindset. You got to understand what you're getting into. I think for sure. Um, <laughs> if if you're going in expecting high cinema this is not it um if you're going expecting some of other some similar works that patrick swayze did, i mean it it is along the red dawn kind of uh, sort of action it is not really dirty dancing like at all because that's you know it, it, it's it, it's its own entity uh it, it's definitely problematic in a bunch of different areas i i know there were some spots I fast forwarded, uh, because I'm like, Oh wow. Cause I think I grew up having watched a TV edit and they had to edit quite a bit. Um, and I was like, wow, that's, I, I, I just, you know, and, and I know I'm going into an R rated movie and I'm not saying I'm, I'm a Puritan or anything of that sort of just saying that, uh, you know, you, it, it is shocking. Some of it's salacious and gratuitous. Uh, and you know, it's like, I guess when I was a 16-year-old, I would have been like, "Yeah," but coming back to it, many, many years later, uh, I'm like, "Yeah." And I think that that has to do a whole lot. You said having children of our own, having a daughter of my own, having a wife, uh, and and uh, yeah, I couldn't, I could not be one of those people that writes that kind of review. That this is, this is, if this is your vision of the way the world should be, yeah. That is disconcerting. That is a a, a problem, and uh, and there are probably people that are very much that way. There are, and want it to be that way, and and then it shouldn't be. If this is in your top five films of favorite films of all time, I gotta, I would have to understand what makes this in your top. Are you liking the gratuitous TNA stuff? or the treatment uh, of women really? It it is insulting.
2: Even like, is it the big bad guy that uh, says that another guy in the bar can touch his
1: woman's boobs? It wasn't. It wasn't some... that guy, but it was. It was another or guy. Twenty. Yeah, it's one of them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was just some random guy, and it was another blonde. And yeah, it's like it's so much the treatment of a, a woman as property, because she has no questions or arguments about it. it goes nope. for it. And the only offended. time they get upset. No, not at all. She's obviously used. To it as a character. Um, I guess we're maybe reading too much into it, but the only time they get upset is when the guy says, because he's like, oh, well, aren't you going to kiss him? He said, well, no, uh, don't have $20. And then, you know, the fight breaks out. So it's like, I mean, we do got to understand we are seeing (laughs) I didn't do a whole lot of clubbing in my day, but we are seeing the bar crowd. I mean, we have little tiny little pubs and bars around our neighborhood. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. What time is it when we're recording now? It's after 11 nearing midnight Eastern, right? Yeah. I couldn't tell you what it's like uh, out there because, yeah, it's 10 10 of midnight. Ooh, 10 to midnight. It's a crazy movie if you've never seen it. Um, (laughs) I know what um, I think it would have been Visage or The Edge would have been like in Orlando during the 90s. And I remember going and not seeing some of the things that my wife remembers seeing because it was some of her friends doing certain things. I'm like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay. So there is, you know, a segment that maybe I ignored or just never even noticed until I was educated. And Roadhouse is the education, uh, uh, you know, it's we are seeing of these more salacious side of jasper because I was I was like Ooh, I want to know where this town is it's a fictional town yeah um it doesn't really exist so you cannot and even reds they burned it to the at... ground right like <laughs> yeah that that was like a $25,000 scene oh, uh, to do that what uh, yeah to to destroy that in fact it was so because you saw how it was and how it threw people um it was so loud that People surrounding the MGM studios thought there was some serious, you know, they thought something that majorly, majorly, badly happened. Um, but it, Red's, red store and the Double Dudes, all that was a facade, and everything was all just built just to look like the, the way it was. Man,
0: well, that's Isn't it crazy. Yeah, it totally is. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy everything. Um, that concludes our review of roadhouse from 1989 the patrick swayze action vehicle uh next week Corey and i will be back reviewing 12 angry men from 1957 directed by Sidney lumet uh starring henry fonda lee jacob martin bosom um john fielder e.g marshall jack klugman edward bins jack warden joseph sweeney ed begley not ed begley jr just ed begley george vasco Vascov, oh boy Vaskovec and Robert Weber. I have to read all 12 because there's 12 men. We might as well get all of them on the list. Um, this is a movie that I've been meaning to watch for a long time, very tonally different than what we just watched.
1: Uh, 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 if you didn't hear me laughing, I'm thinking, wow, that's 180.
0: Yeah, well, you know,
1: we Corey take picks pick them. movies, if you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> How many? How many throats are ripped out in Twelve Angry Men? There's twelve angry men, so there's got to be some stuff like that. At most
0: eleven, right? Like eleven. Yeah.
2: <laughs> there has to be last man standing. Yeah, there has to be at least Highland. one. I but... to rip out the throats. I mean, there I could know. be only one.
0: Um, but it's a film that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. It is available to stream on Amazon Prime. As we conclude our theme for the month of June, uh, now a river runs through us. Parentheses now streaming. Um, We will be back next week. Mike, thanks for joining us and staying up extra late on this Friday evening. (laughs) And uh, we will be back with our review of 12 Angry Men and what we've been watching. Until next time, keep watching movies. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BerkReviews.com
2: Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts, covering the entire movieverse as something for everyone. So come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.